yeah, give it a go with the new mic. So we'll see as it's nice and clear. Everybody can let me know. Fresh, big investment for the muscle and hustle here. <laughs> After 2.5 years, I've actually got it. Well, do you know what? My last microphone was all right. This is just a fresh setup. Anybody that sees me would be like, this is very professional. I think the last, is this a big light rig that's popping in on your camera? Yeah, that is. That's a massive lighting. Uh, it's like a thing you would use. Do you ever see, have you seen like when footballers get interviews and there's like a massive oh, light like, a, like a, a photo, a light box thing? Yeah, I've got, I, I bought one and I don't know if anybody's ever used a light box before, but the light is like a wee spirally one. Do you know like one of them wee circle yokes? Yeah. And I left, I bought one about six months ago and left my window open, went to the toilet. It was the first day I was using it and the wind blew it over and it smashed. Ah, uh, they don't take much abuse now. Oh my God, no. So I ordered three there. They were like just as backups. So now I've got loads of lighting and I've taken absolutely fuck all videos with them. Yeah, that's the, the joys of it. The joys well, of it. New mic, new mic, new me. It's a big, big day. It's a big day. It was a bit of a, was a, bit of a delay of getting on. Tony just doesn't like Tony doesn't like uh, what be the word no, it's not that you don't like technology you'd rather plug and play you're a big man for plug and play uh, yeah like I'm a, I'm a spe- I'm speed ah. <laughs> I'm, I don't like fucking about I feel like Joe like hey, you need to install software and all this I just was like Joe you plug it in you plug it in you go I didn't think it would be a case of fucking you have to set up a load of things but no we're good now anyway so there's a big thing and we'll, we'll go into you can enjoy my smooth smooth tone now everybody's saying Mickey's voice was better and now you will know see that's that's triggered him guys he triggered him he went out and bought a he bought a whole new well a whole new bo- uh, audio box so he could he could get it going right um, over here Two, over two and a half years it took him but he's still got his other microphone for when he has to go in as holly bobs again I'll be able to bring no I'll bring this full whack with me I reckon <laughs> it's hard enough sometimes to bring the USB mic it's if I remember but this thing's a full fucking whack and the beauty is two two mics on this you could do a podcast yeah well it's the same as the setup the thing I have here um, yeah, it's- you can plug four mics in it but but anyway, we're going up in the world, guys. I'd like to we'll start off with a shout out to the lot of nice new reviews came in last week. We're back to five stars, Tony. Oh, fuck. It's been a long time. So that on. makes me think that one person who gave us 4.9 may have been more than one person. Yeah, it would be. Because it's taken us around 12, 13, five stars to get back to five star. Takes a while. Like, how many reviews is that now? 142. Thank you very much. Uh, that's actually not even that many compared to our listenerships. There's so many people that are listening that are not reviewing. Like, it's not wise. But we, look, we're just scabs because we know it helps the packing order. And whenever you've got roughly about a thousand listeners an episode, at least it's one of them things where you you would expect people to be decent. But you and know, we know you're listening to this, you're getting a laugh. And then you're going, do you know what? Fuck them last five minutes and chipping off. But we know who the real OGs are. We know who's there. We know. And it's also uh, the fact that we don't really advertise the podcast. <laughs> and the I only know, way people are finding us, on the only way people are finding us is when Spotify is telling them or Apple Podcasts is telling them. Yeah, well, I think I think people are probably getting it off my bio too, you know, like clicking there for coaching applications, you know, things like that are, are chipping up. But I think... I think it's because of how often we do like other people overshare their podcast because they do one episode every three weeks, you know, every four weeks. It's just yeah. like once in a blue moon. Whereas uh, 
it's like the it's one of the things where we just have regular listeners. But enough about that. We'll go into the the topic of this week. We want to go into vulnerability. So we a bit different. Yeah, I thought it was a good. It's a good. So two weeks ago was confidence and change. Last week was perception and regret, and this week sort of leads into vulnerability a wee bit. Yeah, that's heavy. This, but you know what? Since we've been more vulnerable on our talking about maybe downfalls and things that really lean into mindset or even just your perception as we were saying of everything a i've noticed that the the uptake in like response to how good quality the podcast is a lot better whereas i I know that we're here for a laugh but the quality of what we're talking about has improved drastically in the last maybe 10 15 20 episodes i would maybe 10 i would say in particular yeah and yeah it's it's from that it's from being open honest and transparent every level i try and do that now in every single thing uh, i think vulnerability is one of the things as a male in particular and it's not me saying that it's very difficult yeah no it is it's um it's one of those things where it's seen as a weakness some people see it as a weakness and men still have this stigma it's the same as men with mental health girls will go and have a coffee and talk about their problems men will go and have a coffee and tell their friend how great their life is you know that's uh, there's still that stigma where a man's a man and sadly it's getting better but sadly there's not as many people showing a vulnerable side or or showing us a weak a weakness and a weakness in general like men just I think they struggle to show weakness because they think it's uh they think it's a massively bad trait it depends on the circuit it depends how you're showing vulnerability in my opinion there's a very big difference between going out and having a pity party or a powwow where you're just talking depression you're just talking down and then it's one of these things where where i think as well it's, it's one of them things where we just need to be careful about there's a fine line between like what you're doing and what's the best way to put this the best way to explain it is that whenever you look at this and you break it down i'm trying to word this properly that see as a male it's just one of them things that if you constantly talk down it's like if you go to a therapist and the entire time you're turning around and it's all negative or you're talking to your friends and it's all negative it's very hard for a person to help you you have to almost as much as a person can put out their hand or they can help you to any extent there's a very fine line there's a balancer where you do have to do the work and i think it's actually being vulnerable to yourself and saying i've fucked this up i think men of this real stubbornness is probably the best way to put it and it's that sense of where you have to turn around and go not enough is enough i be vulnerable to yourself be self-aware to turn around and go it's not other people's responsibility to fix this. It's mine. It's on me. I'm being actually truly vulnerable, not with other people. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with talking with other people. I think every man should talk, but I think there's a fine line between venting, getting help, and then also going, right, now I've got the opinions of others. What can I do to move forward with this? Do, do you know where I'm coming from? That? It's like a, not yeah. taking responsibility, but a case of there needs to be action along with that or game plan. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's being vulnerable and then there's being you know there's being vulnerable for a reason you can you can go out sometimes it's better to go out and talk to people and hear it out loud rather than in your own head which is tough so you know if you're if you're working stuff out in your own head without actually talking to the person or talking to people 
sometimes you can come to rash decisions or sometimes you can come to uh illogical decisions illogical is a word um that don't that make sense to you in your head but don't actually you know don't actually translate to the real world whereas if you show the sign of vulnerability and do you know do reach out to someone do talk to someone do look for help it can it can help people but that first step is is showing that bit of vulnerability and stepping out stepping out of your own head and kind of yeah. share and kind of sharing something because that's probably the the hardest part is like the whole thing like people and like people these days like it's getting a lot better and and like vulnerability can be anything it doesn't have to be like mental health or anything it can be vulnerability can be fucking saying sorry no a lot of people can't say the word sorry and that's that's a that's a sign of vulnerability where you're going you know you're kind of admitting you're wrong that's a big vulnerability where some people still have this thing where it goes oh i'm never wrong even when i'm wrong i'm right and th- yeah. like vulnerability isn't always like oh i'm not well or or i'm not feeling good or uh, or i'm having these bad thoughts vulnerabilities like there's a lot of different shit in vulnerability I'm I'm with you on the fact that vulnerability doesn't have to be mental health. I think that's the that's the one thing I don't want people to think from this podcast is that don't get me wrong. If you're struggling with your mental health, reach out. But this is not just a, another. No. Uh, if you're a man, reach out and talk to somebody. Yes, you should. But this is more so a case of if you're wrong in a decision, it is very difficult to turn around after maybe months of thinking you're right or not seeing the right light, and then turn around and go on holding your both hands up like a real man and go on. I'm fucking wrong here, Joe. That is very, very difficult. It's like whenever you, you get, do you ever, do you ever argue with somebody? Not argue, but do you ever have a, a conversation with somebody and you're quite dominant in your point, and then they say something, and deep down, you know they're right, but from a stubborn perspective, you can know, you know, you can sort of semi argue your point or stand. And most men won't admit this. They'll be like, no, no, no. But you will have, you'll not be able to think of an example, but you'll know what I mean. Joe, you know when somebody sort of stumps you and you're like, yeah. ah, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and you'll almost go, ah, well, like that's just your view or your opinion. Now there is times in that, but you can almost be swayed. It's like a, it's the vulnerability in a relationship too, where like, if you fuck up, you have to become clean. And it's one of the things where I think a lot of the time there's power shifts in any relationship or not a power shift, but a case of, even in a friendship or even a work dynamic, yeah. there's these things where if you admit vulnerability, it puts you in a lower hierarchy. So a lot of the time people don't want that. And it's it's trying to find the fine line between that. And I think the problem is a lot of the time is when you admit vulnerability, people don't know how to how to respond. Like if you actually turn around to someone and go, oh, you know, I, I've been wrong here. I've done this wrong. It can almost make you feel below or lower. So that's the problem. It, it also depends on what way you receive that. It's like if somebody reaches out to you for help or says, I fucked up. And then the way you respond to that is not in a, in actually a good manner of like, right, well, you've taken responsibility for this. How do we move forward from here? Or how do we improve this? Or how do I, if you admit vulnerability to yourself, it's all well and good to admit it, but how do you actually put in action steps and move forward from there? Reverse engineer who you want to be or what needs to be changed or what needs done to improve yourself or improve the business or improve your relationship. And then reverse engineer steps backwards and actually committing to that action plan. But the problem is a lot of people don't want to admit responsibility or admit vulnerability because it puts the work on you. And there is this thing where people won't realize it. And I've done it myself. I'm sure you have. You you almost try and wiggle out of that subconsciously 
because it's it's a pressure point it's work it's easier to turn around and say ah oh, joe it just didn't work it wasn't right that's not true you give up yeah well that's, that's the, exa- yeah it's not over until you give up on everything yeah uh, on everything like you if you your dreams don't come true until you stop chasing them that's the simple reality but like if you quit that's the end but if you refuse to give up it doesn't end you know that's the dream the dream still goes on if you do not give up like that's that's the thing where people like it's it's the mentality of giving up um is sometimes the easy solution but it's also the solution going back in the last week's podcast that may give you the most regret and the most lasting kind of onward effect like the vulnerability might go but that that could be replaced by regret for 20 30 years yeah do you know what it is too i think it's a like i've been doing a lot of reflection lately and it's 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 almost it's the, i don't know if vulnerability vulnerability is the good word i like it but it, it's almost like that willing to fix not willing to fix but willing to improve like willing to actually open up to yourself to others and go right this isn't good with me what do i do because there's there's a lot of reflection i've been doing lately where I've been turning around and journaling and being like, right, well, how do I become better as a person? And you see, when you sit with that question, you'll you'll get a lot of answers, like stuff like I should be more patient, I should be a better person. It's stuff like where Joe, before if, if we were out the we were out in the back garden and my dog took a shit. Yeah. Like I would automatically go to leave that because I know my ones I get it. Whereas now I'm making an emphasis. That's actually a nice thing to 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 be straight up and make that a habit like make that a behavior because you'll not realize we small things like that you you aren't even in check you aren't even checking and this is where you can not take advantage but where you aren't as good a person as you could be and the thing is it's not for them it's for you it's like you know whenever you hold like a prime example is like do you ever see this i talked about this before when you hold a door for somebody you're not holding it for a thank you you're holding it because you're it's it's proper manners to you are to you should be it's not about getting a thank you. It's like when you let somebody ban the road, if it annoys you that they don't wave when they drive by you, why? You didn't do it for their approval. You've done it because you're a good person. And the thing is, it's the exact same as when somebody you do something and it triggers you because a person doesn't value it. Now, there is a balance in a relationship if a person is taking advantage or even in a one-way thing. But at the same time, you're doing this for your own fulfillment. You're doing it for you. And it's the same with that self-improvement, that vulnerability you're not changing your behaviors or your things to be a a better husband a better son a better you are but you're doing it to be a better person yeah well not just it's being authentic if you the more vulnerable you are the more authentic you are the more you yes, are yourself the more real, the more real you are because it's it's like people like it's the core of everything you know you, you can't you can't be happy if you're not slightly vulnerable no. Do you feel it's it's a stage of to an extent, yeah, vulnerability? Do you feel like a lot of the time? I would say it, relating this to a deeper thought process is that a lot of people aren't vulnerable because they don't really know who they are. Like I'm saying, like I'm still finding layers to myself. Yeah, I think people don't be vulnerable because they slightly don't know who they are, but deep down they do know who they are. It's the yes. po- it's the it's the thing where they think they're not good enough, and they see other people and they see highlight reels 
um, people, the people that are afraid to show their vulnerability are normally the same people who think that they aren't good enough. They're not good enough for situations. They're not good enough for boyfriends, for husbands, for girlfriends, for for their own friends. They're not good enough for their job. They're not. They're not as good enough as the girl down the street. It's the not good enough culture that I think it, it like numb, it like numbs your vulnerability like really, really bad. It's like you see this person on Instagram you know, every day and you're like, I'm the same age as her. Um, we come from, say, we come from the same area or whatever. And you see this a lot with girls. You see these girls on Instagram and then they're like, how the fuck is she so hot? How the fuck does she do this? How does she do that? And that's where a lot of the young girls now get these like complexes when they're young because they're like, how is she so good? I'm not good enough. Whereas like you're just not you're different people you know like everybody talks it like instagram is a highlight reel everything's like most times when people put up stuff it's perfect lighting it's 10 takes it's not it's not the real world it's not an authentic snap you know people get that not enough because they compare themselves with others like even if it's like in the gym like you're not fit enough you're not strong enough you know not skinny enough not ripped enough not you know there's loads of things like it's it's vulnerability like the the not no the not enough culture like i read a i read a like a, i don't know what i read i read something about somebody talking about the not enough culture and it kind of stems into vulnerability i really rate that i think as well and this isn't me pinning it on you because you're old fuck but do you think there's a real not beauty, but do you think there's a real wisdom and agent to an extent? Like, I don't mean to sound like I'm talking up, but a case of, do you know the way, like, you, you, you're obviously my well senior. Do you feel like you settle into yourself a little bit more as time goes? Because I feel like I am. I feel like I accept flaws more. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't feel it in any sense of the word. Like, I, I love, I, lo- I love talking to my dad about this. And I think yeah. that, well, there's, yeah. do you know what I mean? Well, there's, there's a certain well it depends the age group there is a certain age where people stop caring about that sort of stuff but in my but in my like in my business no everything in my business is based on false shit so djing is pretty much based on everybody thinking you're cool or everybody thinking this or everybody thinking that you know it's not it's not real life it's not it's all based on smoke and mirrors no, there's the that's got to be the same as fitness to an extent. And f- fitness to extent, yeah, yeah, but fitness to extent, there's the aesthetic and physical look of it as well, you know. But when you do get older, you do you do get wisdom over the years, but you get wisdom over the years from making mistakes and making good choices, and then realizing what was the good choice and what was the bad choices, realizing what was worth it and what wasn't worth it, and then you just you find yourself, but. You also get that point in your life where you just go, I am me. If you don't like that, that's fine. You know, you're yeah. just, I, I can't be, I don't know how to be anybody else. I can put on a wee act for a while, but I'm just me. If, if, if me isn't what you want or what you need or what your business wants, that's fine because it's just, that's who it is. No, that's just that's just what I am. That's what anybody is at the core. Like you can see people, 
like some of the some of these people that are doing these five a.m. screaming and shouting at the mic at the end of the camera, going rise and grind. Like you can tell that's not like that's not really them. That's an act. Like Liver King, I'm sure there's a couple of different sides to him. Like I'm sure he's not running about the house like that. <laughs> no top yeah. off, like, doing his thing, but like it's I don't know, like. There is probably a thing that comes with age, yeah, but it also just comes with when you're happy in yourself, like you're happy in your own skin as well, and that can come at a very early age. But it also, it also more likely will come after a few, a few falls, which which I find mostly after a few falls, you become more happy in your skin. You become, you realize this is who I am. You know what I want. What and this is what I want. Once you find out really what you want, there's a like a there's a certain power comes of it or strength comes of it because then all of a sudden the thousand other things don't matter. The one single thing matters. And there's a real like what be the word empowering feeling to that and less messy in your head, less cluttery in your brain, where you go, I want this, 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 then you realise all this is stupid. I just want that. That one thing. And you'd be surprised, like the adrenaline rush you get when you know there's only one thing you need, whereas not the thousand other things that you thought you wanted. Like uh, you know, you have a list. Oh, I want to tick this box, tick that box. When you realise that if this one thing ticks, if this one, th- if I tick this one thing, the rest of things will will surely come because there's no you, you know the most important thing. Yeah, I think it's one of the things I've just been like thinking about lately it's like that it's not like i don't believe in this quote but i believe it's true for some people uh i read it the other week it's by i think it's george bernard shaw or like oscar wilde it's like youth is wasted on the young because like yeah. you get that experience as you're older and that wisdom that you almost it's like a it's like a trade-off as you get older things do get more serious but you do also become a lot more content in yourself now don't get me wrong i don't feel like i i'm like this at all but i feel like if you compare where my thought process is now going into my late 20s versus my early it's very very different it's and i think as you said you learn as you go through stages in your life you know if you've neglected a family relationship or you've pushed really hard with the gym or you've maybe done neither maybe you've been really putting all your mind energy into a relationship or all in your family and you haven't pushed business you start to realize what you need or what you want or what the next steps are and i feel like it's one of the things no matter what you do it's cor- it's correct for you at the right time period and you have to go through it in that order but as you said it's it's being straight with yourself it's a very it's a very complex thing it's it's it is it's it's the, just going back to what you said there now think about the most authentic people you know who are they i think it's hard my mum and my dad no but but no but i don't mean the actual person but people kids yeah, you mean some the, of the raw? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like kids, kids, kids are the school. most authentic thing. Like young kids, because they to, to an extent. Well, well until sure. until they come to the age of maybe seven or eight, they're yes, just yes, yes, they yes. just like kids. Like they're not they're not children. They're kids. They they're yeah. the most authentic, and they'll say stuff. They'll say the most rash things. They'll say it's people they don't have a filter. They don't have a filter, but they're being authentic. I remember. Uh, I don't placement a primary five school or like sorry a primary five class so that's like nine in round that maybe eight uh could be wrong they're maybe slightly older but anyway 
yeah in around that and I remember I'll never forget it. it was like my first day and I was wearing a short sleeve shirt and one of them came straight up to me and goes why are they so big and just poked my arm I was like and I was like oh like I tried to I actually was like stunned for words I was like I honestly don't like I was like from I was like from the gym and they were like why and I was like because I want my arm I, I tried to explain I was like it's actually very difficult to explain why you would want bigger I was like it's almost like a uh, you, it's almost picked up like it's been the influence of my life that that's the way I wanted to look that's like a masculine yeah. feature and yet the, here was some like eight year old kid actually really challenging my belief uh, system of like why you, but like why and it's one of the things where like if you keep asking a person why he didn't realize it like he, he would never remember the funniest thing is too like this is probably 10 years ago now so that person's probably fucking out of secondary school but probably at the hotel. Never, i'll never forget it because it challenged like it, it was like well why do you want your arms bigger and i was thinking to myself i remember sitting with it after and i remember sitting with this a month for a couple months ago and it was like right well because i used to love like how you know that look whenever i used to see people on youtube motivational and i was like yeah and i used to think that would get me women and i used to think that would give me status and whenever you ask why like you could be like oh i done it for myself but i was like probably deep down i started the fitness journey for other people i finished it for myself but it's one of the things where when you keep asking why it's almost like well society and what i've been viewing has almost not corrupted me but it's it's made us this like like for example it's the exact same as like my mum. uh we were having a conversation the other day because the kardashians were on did you she was saying to me one? she was saying to me yeah oh, I was loving it and we, were sitting, <laughs> we were sitting there and she was saying to me it's so strange the way that like in her day everybody was flat chested and flat arsed and now in the in the, the morning in row you know a bit of curves was then looked at it was good yeah. then in the 90s it was all about chest and females now it's all about sort of glutes yeah, and like more curves the better the more extreme to, to, now this is obviously personal preference but I mean what uh, and what I mean is this isn't what I prefer it's almost like what uh, the culture or the influence is being like Kim Kardashian's probably known as like the, the luck a lot of people would be almost you know it's, it's sort of idolized well, not for everybody it's probably a bit extreme but do you know where I'm coming from this it's like the, yeah. the change in influence yeah. of what beauty is has changed so much over 50 60 years even from a male perspective like my mom said like if, if i had been looking like i was back in the 60s you would have been like a, almost like that like not attractive like a freak you'd have been the circus yeah so it's it's very interesting that and the only reason that's changed is by certain people changing like that in positions of power or authority or how the media shows it yeah uh, and i think that's very interesting because you don't realize the influence that's having on you from a young age because you're actually getting your perception completely warped so it's hard to actually be truly authentic at the core because you have to sit with that and ingrain has that thought process been drilled into you or have you actually converged it yourself like or are you do you actually value family or have you just been told by everybody that is the most important thing i know that's i know that's probably for most people that's that's a biological standpoint but even your career like money fucking paper money is made it's like it's a man-made thing it's not even real yeah, so it's, it's yeah, numbers it on the screen your yeah. bank account it's not I think it's very interesting you see once you start challenging one belief yeah your entire belief system is made up of uh, influence yeah it's like when people say stuff like like oh I don't need a woman in my life I don't need a man in my life I don't need anybody to a certain point that could be true but like that doesn't account for the people who have positive um 
like positive effects on your life people get into these like modes or these like you know you know these kind of things i'll do it on my own sort of like what what would it be like these kind of scenarios or times of their life where they go i'm going to do everything on my own i have to do it my own but really they're just shying away you know they're shying away from maybe a a place where they have to they, they have no choice but to show vulnerability that's the other thing i notice a lot where people would rather lock themselves away in a dark room rather than show a bit of vulnerability because they think that at some stage it could be like a wee bit like a poster syndrome that their significant other or their friends are going to find them out or their work work's going to find out and go oh fuck i thought i thought that boy was actually smart but he's actually not that good you know it's like i get it sometimes rarely you're on stage you're djing and then you're like fuck like what's you know why is there 800 people here you know why is today different than you know 10 years ago you know you get everybody gets that that thing but it's you know it's the fact of like you should never lock yourself away from the world if you're afraid of showing vulnerability because if that's your fear if the people that's the people that you're afraid of letting down or, or think of finding you out aren't happy with who you are then them people are clearly not worth it you know what i mean like if if someone goes off oh, okay i thought you were someone different because you really show your true self like them people aren't worth being in your life at all like i just want to see this uh, jordan peterson you like this one you probably know it i thought that i heard this last night it was class jordan peterson said careful who you share good news with i know this yeah because they're the because the people the people that's genuinely happy for you are the people that's genuinely got your back yeah and the people who celebrate with you are the ones and the people you know your good friend because i think the the way he words it is you know your real friends because when you share good news they'll help you celebrate yeah when you share bad news they'll help you still win yeah you know a fake friend because in the first 30 within the first this is how what he says he says that deep down you'll know a friend and this sounds terrible because you, it, when you share good news how they react in the first half second by facial expression he says is how you know their true intentions and what they want for you because if you turn around to somebody and go i won the lotto yeah and they're a true friend they'll actually be like oh my fucking god versus they'll actually take a half second to, to almost be like well i fucking want it joe that true self and that sometimes isn't even down to friend it's down to the character of the person that's what he says it's yeah. uh it's probably a bit heavy but uh I do it's, it's, that, it's I probably think. the only jordan peterson thing i've seen in a while there went you know what he needs to stop crying well that's the thing he, i didn't i didn't even realize he had that thing but on, i get i get the first one where the boy goes how are you see on the and he the broke down because he said like, nobody's asked him that in a long time he almost in my opinion like i fucking love his stuff but i struggle to see for him what his emotion lies in because everything i click on for him he's so emotional that it almost it kills the 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 impact of it because every time i see him now yeah he's so like wound up i'm almost like everything must wind you up so there's this balance as well where you like if you're triggered by everything i think the vulnerability thing as well is that a uh, 
See, to be your true self, I think the main thing is you can put on a show for everybody else, but if you are not your true self, you you know who you are, as, as Mickey said, at the deep root, yeah. as much as you don't want to admit it. Or you'll have a, you'll have a, a, a maybe an 80% or 50% or a rough idea of your core or who you are now. Yeah. You can change that. You you can change that. You can change that. Anybody can change who they are. As much as people say, ah, oh, you can't. You can. Thought process, sitting with habits, behaviors, constant progression on that front. So even if you're like at the root, I don't feel like I'm as good as I could be. You you can change that, but you have to be open, honest, and vulnerable with yourself first. Yeah. And then that's where you, what you're saying is you can reach out to people. It doesn't have to be a therapist. It doesn't have to be a mindset coach. It could be like me, for example, one thing that me and uh, Sean Fitzpatrick are doing is we're outlining traits we would love to have at our behaviors and our deepest roots. And we've started committing to try and improve them. So one thing that I, I said that I definitely would prefer to be is probably more confident from a physical standpoint of like looking after myself, like a self-defense or like, don't get me wrong. I think any meal can Jesus, have a Jesus, you're going to start jujitsu. I've started MMA like last Tuesday there. Uh, in, in your head? Yeah, I started with a uh, professional MMA fighter, Jackie McLean, and he got a good laugh at me throwing a punch me at you. As I well. was going to say, the flexibility would be great now. That our leg, like, where can you get it to the shin? It's, it, no, fuck me. I'd be lucky to hit the. It's one of them things. See, by the time I turn in for a dig, you'd already, I'd already be lying on the ground. But it's one of them things where, see, for me, yeah, that is me in my, like I said, and when I came in the thing, I goes, for me to even come in here, as much as I'm a confident person, I'm Joe in shape. I'm in the gym. See, for me to walk in there, that is the exact equivalent, in my opinion, of somebody that's never been to the gym walking in. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a different. I walked in there, and there's thing. boys there throwing punches, jujitsu mats, they're flipping people, and I'm standing there going to him, "What way do I even put on these gloves, mate?" Joe, that is how bur- be a bur- yeah. basic I am now. Don't get me wrong, I've done boxing and stuff like ten years ago, and I think every meal has been in fights. And Joe, you've got a black eye, or you've given one of those punches, but there is a very clear difference between being in a scuffle of emotion and being controlled in that situation. And yeah. something I'm really missing in my in in me is. See, since I've left the fire service, I don't get that fight or flight response anymore. Yeah. When you're getting punches thrown at your head, you're going to get that. So it's it's an extent for me to get that, but it's also you cope better in high pressure situations. You're more confident. You're more able to handle yourself. Name one person that does a mixed martial art or martial art or sport that's physical like that isn't disciplined. They're, they're very, very rare. So yeah, yeah, for me, discipline is one of the main things that I want to continue doing. I want to dial out lifting and it's it's reviewing yourself at your core belief of what is going to make you in your opinion a better person regardless of how people view you so if that means i have to give up one weight session a week to do that yeah. that's okay because that's who i want to be and how people view me doesn't matter more than how i view myself because your 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 self-worth is based on you it's not based on other people's opinions of you your yeah. self-worth is a self a self reflection or self awareness or self scorn process is probably yeah. the best way to put it versus a lot of people base their self worth on external things. And when you artificially inflate, inflate yourself from artificial things or you know, outside perspectives, Joe, your Instagram following, your when somebody compliments you, when your, your body, when you artificially inflate the outside, you, you depress the inside. Yeah. But it's like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's to true. an extent, to an extent. Don't get me wrong. No, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you, you do, help. you do. It's but it's like you said that like, when you show your true self, like so, you're being vulnerable. You show your true self to someone, and then you're not accepted. Like that is 
devastating and like no one's going to tell like- no one's going to tell you it's it's not devastating but that also being the person who doesn't accept you for who you are doesn't deserve you or doesn't isn't the right person for you I don't mean to interrupt you. I would say that the perfect example of this is that this, now I don't have any experience this, but my good mate Keegan does. And I would say that's very similar to coming out. Yeah. And yeah. 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 It's like coming out of the true. That's who you truly are. And you're fucking going, no matter what I say, people are going to change their views of me. And the thing is anybody I know that's came out, yeah, like Keegan or Scott in the last say, 10 years, they've always turned around to me and they said, I just should have done it sooner. Yeah, well, it's like, if I'm friends with you five minutes ago, you tell me you're gay now, and I go, oh, we're not friends anymore. Were we ever really friends? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The higher person, like, the thing is, no matter if a person changes, if you really care for that person, you you don't care what their thing is. It's like, for example, if, if my sister turned around to me and said, like, I no longer want to do work for you, and I no longer want to do this, or if me and you have an argument, right, or we have a conflict of views. And I think this is very prominent where we live in, in general between, uh, for example, the UP and Sinn Féin. For example, just because you disagree does not mean you have to hate somebody or dislike oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. And the thing true. is, just because maybe you don't agree with what that person is at their core values. So somebody might turn around and you go, look, my core values is I don't give a fuck about my joke this. I want to go traveling. I want to do this. And it sort of almost challenges your beliefs. If yeah. your beliefs are that strong about yourself, you won't feel... Like, oh, that's wrong. It's like, for example, like, see when somebody turns around to me now and they're going to me, I want to work really hard. I want to make a load of money. I want to buy a load of property. I'm trying to come out of that mindset. I'm trying yeah. to dial down. They're trying to dial up. I don't turn around and go to them. That is wrong. That's not right. Joe, learn from my lessons. I turn around and go, here is a viewpoint that I have at the moment. Your viewpoint, I completely understand where you're coming from. It doesn't trigger me. If it something triggers you, as I said before, it's because it challenges your belief and your belief isn't strong enough in that area. It, you have to almost argue your point like if 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 you if, if somebody turns around and calls you something and you get triggered by it it means it hits a it hits a yeah. nerve that you don't yeah. believe it's like somebody turns around and going you make no impact in people's lives and that is something that really matters to me if i feel like i'm making fuck all impact i'm going to get triggered and have to feel like i defend myself defend that point defend that bad. whereas if i turn around and go yeah what, whatever you think there's it doesn't really stress me like i uh, know what the route and that's the same to an extent if that makes uh, sense yeah well as someone says to me like, if someone comes up to me and goes, oh, you're a shit DJ, it doesn't bother me. Because I know that's not true. But see, before I kind of started kind of getting better and getting good, like, say, 10 years ago, if someone had come up to me and said I'm a shit DJ, would have rocked me, like, would have rocked me to the core. Yeah, it's, ba- it's hard. That's what I mean. I think time and experience but, as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's- but it is the, the thing, the other thing about vulnerable, like, everybody's probably got someone vulnerable in their life. Or someone that will not show vulnerability and struggle. And the, probably the best way to help someone is just to be there. To show up every single day. Because so depending on what their fear is, some of their fear may be that, you say if it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife or, or a partner or, or a best friend, that if you get to know them better, you'll run away. Or down the line, you'll run away. It mightn't be today or tomorrow, but... They they'll do some they'll they'll rather push you away now or do something irrational because they know that sooner or later the mask's gonna fall and you're gonna see them for who they are or who they think they are and you're not going to be there anymore. So the best thing to do, in my opinion, no, it's just thinking about it when you were talking, is 
just continue to show up you know just be there you know support them like but but really be there like be there for all their like their meltdowns be there for their good times be there for the bad times you know it's it's has to be good and bad like it's and then like in relationships like one of the big vulnerabilities in relationships is love like it's it's scariest thing but it's also scary because it's the most irrational thing in the world like irrational like it's hard to explain like it's mad like it can be the highest of the highs the lowest of the lows and everything in between it's irrational and it makes no sense at all like if any person breaks that down and can make perfect sense that every and you just go no i don't know i don't like but deep deep down right if it's your friend your boyfriend your girlfriend and they're they're going through troubles right you have a, you can either double down and be there for that person the person that needs you deep down they might never admit they need you deep down just be there every day show up even when they tell you not to show up you show up you text them you ring them you make sure they're okay because some people depend on who they are i used to be this person i would go complete ghost mode like ghost mode you would not have heard from me i would have just head down tunnel vision bang 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 and i thought that was the the problem solver for everything but it wasn't i think i think see what the more you say that too i think as well see for certain individuals like me it'd be a case of knowing that you're there without you having to be there does that make sense like uh do you know like if i turn around you and i text you on a like me and you may not talk all week but if i text you on a friday night at 10 o'clock and i have an issue i know you're there yeah yeah yeah. i know you'll actually give me your honest opinion if i needed something if i send you a logo you'll give me an honest opinion on it from your own viewpoint so i know that i can i can get an honest opinion from you you're there when i need you we don't have to talk about it for me it's a case of but that's the best sort of people you know what love, i mean yeah you know love now don't get me wrong my kid don't love you but a case of you're close you're close you're very likable uh <laughs> now it's it, for me i think love is very tricky because it do you know what it feels like it, it's like a as much as people say i think there's a very big difference i think this is where men get this wrong as well like a lot of the time i think women do feel love in a different sense at the start because i feel like men are a lot more is the word it, it's not it's infatuated when you fart or is in what's it, infatuated infatuated is Inflatuated, I think, is when you fall. Uh, flat, uh, that's that's gas. But men get like a, an emotional shift very fast, and I think that, that, and this is what people say whenever men are thinking with their wrong, their their not their cock, but a case of they're thinking with the wrong body part, or they're they're too emotionally rash. Whereas I feel like it takes like a a longer time process for that real love to happen, which is you know connection and bond. Like it's very very different the way you would love. A girlfriend in the first two years versus six years later it's a, it's a very different type of love yeah it, as much as people want to admit that's the difference between loving your wife and loving your girlfriend versus you know like maybe a year relationship versus five years versus ten years it's because you've seen as you said the lows and the highs and it, this is the same with loving yourself as well to an extent i think there's a real negative thought process in that as well to the minute where like i remember i had a client once and she was like i think loving yourself is a joke and i i broke that down and was like it's the exact opposite you can't give what you don't have so if you don't actually love yourself at the core 
you will never be fully vulnerable to another person which is included in a relationship you have to have the lows and the highs and you have to be open and honest and transparent if you're not it will come down around you and the thing is if you are vulnerable i'm not saying turn around to your partner and say look x one i'm saying firstly you need to be vulnerable with yourself figure out what is if anything is off how do you improve that or fix that for me i think a lot of people with vulnerability as much as we can talk about opening up and i think you actually need to be willing to like open up yourself to you and go this is me at my core what is good what is bad and what can i maybe slightly tweak what can i maybe improve a little bit what what aggravates me about myself and then work through that and you'll notice then you'll get that sense of peace or peace of mind to an extent because you're never going to be perfect nobody is nobody like if if i perfect scenario doesn't exist the perfect scenario does not exist and waiting for it will drive you mental like i've done that so many times to get back to the gym you know you and you always said it what are you waiting on you know what why why not today why wait for monday time is the the biggest the biggest asset that's exactly why i started the thing i t- i was in on monday with with my barber johnny big shout out me and man fuck he gets uh, some clothes on this thing he's fuck here he's good look at that white fucking foxy look up top but look i have tons of time for john johnny always gives me a really good like breakdown and we were talking about this and he was like look i'll give you this boy's number go home and text him straight away and i was like fuck i'm just gonna like and i went home and generally you say that and then uh. you don't do it worse versus very much now i was like he gave me the number ages ago it must have been about a year ago and i said it do it and then i said it yesterday and he was like go home and do it now and i was like do you know what i'm actually gonna and i was in the next day and see whenever you do something with speed like that yeah you always you, you can't overthink it. it's like i don't know if anybody's ever jumped off a cliff but the more you think about it oh my the, worse the more it you psych yourself out oh my yeah yeah it's uh, no hmm. please don't we're not sponsoring that but a case of like anytime i've jumped off a weather tower or anything over like three or four stories like the, if you stand and you look over the edge you, you start to panic whereas always what i have to do is and i don't know if anybody else does this i have to take a run and jump like I can't look I just need to run and go and the thing is the experience is so much more blissful you take away the fear the overthinking and you get complete peace of mind in that in that moment now yes there will be wee butts where you're like fuck 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 but it's a lot more liberating and I think that comes with as well like working on yourself being vulnerable because the thing is then you're being true and as you said authentic and I feel like that's something I'm trying to really grasp now it's it's like a and a lot of people like I remember loads of people writing and going is Tony having a midlife cry do you know what it is it's just a case of me and my I was talking about this recently with a different mindset coach and he was saying like for every year for the last three years and I'll be straight I've had New Year's came around and I've had a goal right three years ago it was to leave the fire service that was my main goal and to make sure I was safe two years ago it was an income goal last this year it was a, a following goal and I was like my goal for next year is to I'm not going to give it specifically, but there were specific things. And I was like, none of this outlines a business yeah. or a, a, a external goal. I was like, this is on me working on maybe these five or six traits or these, this, uh, we, I've got an idea. I want to dive into this in the next podcast. Uh, yeah. The, the ideology of what I would like to be in a sense of, I wouldn't say a complete meal, but a complete leader or a complete, I don't like the word alpha, but you know something that's a complete all round. Like, do you know where, yeah. where are you lacking? And then working on that area till till it's bringing up. I'm not talking about speaking another fucking language. I'm talking about, you know, like I was talking about physical competence. Like where, like for example, I locked the part, but I couldn't run the length myself. So I'm going to maybe start a little bit more cardio, you know, 
little bit more physical side, you know, maybe listening a bit more, you know, picking traits and then working on that. And that is going to be, that's why I'm getting this very deep mindset thought process. And a lot of people are thinking that's because my next project isn't external, it's internal. And I think yeah. a lot of people, I'm not saying this from a preachy thing. It's something I fucking wish I'd done sooner because I feel like it will drive your external far quicker. Like I like see the last three months I've done this. I've dialed back work, worked on myself and my income has went up 20% and I'm working less. Joe, yeah. Yeah. naturally you you just become more productive you become happier and i'm almost like fuck if if i had actually worked more internally one i would have been more content quicker i probably would have grew a lot fucking faster everywhere and i'm like it it makes sense because like how can you expect to grow a tree 10 feet tall whenever the roots are fucking dog shit and you're 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 trying to you're doing all the external work you're watering but sometimes you just need to change the soil you know it's it's that sort of thought process i think and that is very heavy but it's not a case of anything's off it's actually beautiful because that gives you power it lets you know that if you focus on that everything else sort of catalyzes in the way you want does that uh, that's probably a bit heavy that's very deep yeah it's but it's it's like it is deep but it's, i think over the last few weeks, these podcasts have been deep, and the people that have been reaching out to us to tell us are the people like you wouldn't expect. So I think sometimes people need two bollockses like us to maybe maybe show a bit of our vulnerability, and and no, we're not telling dick jokes and you know slagging as much. But we're going, don't worry, the slagging's always going to be there, especially now that I know Tony's a fucking MMA fighter. Um, <laughs> um, I was just trying to work out the weight category in my head, and I was like, "He's going to be fighting boys that are six foot six <laughs> um, no, But, but no, the the thing, the other thing I just wanted to leave on um, is like everybody's going through stuff right now. Like every single person, be it Tony, what Tony's just said, I'm going through shit. Everybody's going through shit, right? If people knew what other people were going through they would honestly be going how the fuck's he so happy or how's he doing his job so good or how's he even getting up in the morning that's the thing you know people don't know what people are going through you can look at someone and go oh they're super happy or they're super sad but they just don't know like life is life is mad it's it's really tough like anybody who says life isn't tough if you're doing life right it's tough you know if you're doing if you're striving for more it's going to be tough right but as long as you're getting up every morning and you're breathing whatever you're not you haven't given up like you're still going that's the thing that that it's like it's one of the things that i've always kind of you know when i had my you know when i was forced to make my changes years ago as long as you get up in the morning get your two feet in the ground you know it's still today's a good day it's every day starts off as a good day i mean if you're breathing today if you're breathing yeah, every day as long as your eyes are open it's a good day right you've still got that old chance you've still got that old fighter's chance right but the thing is right keep the most we always talk about our circles and i, I finally it's starting like a, a, a student came up to me the other day and said to me about it now he was a wee bit drunk but he says i we were dead right something we said that there's always people in your circle that are negative effects but you'll never realize they could be negative effects for 10 years and he said to me there's a guy in their house in the holy lands and he's a complete negative effect on every person in the thing. But, like, what I'm going to say is keep the important people close. Even if it's hard to keep them close, keep them close. And that is, like, 
the singular thing that people would look at me like my circle is the smallest circle like imaginable like I'm friends with a lot of people but I'm really friends with a small number and as Joey Diaz said you only need three people to take over the fucking world you just need three mad people that believe in the same thing as you to take over the world and then the people you keep close if they mean something to you as you mean for them they'll fight for you like Tony said if Tony texts me now and goes bro I have a big fight coming up in MMA and need you down to spar with me like I'll be down to spar with him right you know if Tony texts me and goes what do you think of these logos I'll give him an honest opinion even though he will say I love this logo if that's a logo I don't like I'll tell him because that's what you do you know and if he says to me right like even this podcast like our timing like we're all like we be we have to believe in this process and believe in what we're doing to make this work to 130 odd times because like it's not as if we're sitting this like i'm i've met tony once in my life <laughs> you know what i mean and he be's in dubai marbella wherever else skiing did you go see anyone skiing i think um, yeah, skiing in march and then I'm here or I'm away working on film sets or we're doing this or DJing or on tour like, like we just make it work because that's what's important if we, like if we don't put out a podcast on Monday we're getting grief oh terrible see one thing you were saying there too which I think is, is really important is the fact that the people that are reaching out you see that see if that podcast has a thousand listeners and one gets a take home that's, that's all you want that's all you want because they're going to tell another person they're going to tell another person on top of that like there's no point like don't get me wrong we are here for the crack we're here to give you a laugh and give you value but there's also times where I feel like it's nice to do a run of really serious ones next week when we do the the complete one and then maybe do an ick one or something like that I think I will bring, or bring back the bring back the the anonymous questions and the icks yeah, Joe, we'll just, I think, do you know what it is? You need to, you need to have both sides. You can't be like, there's nothing worse than being like, fuck, all I'm getting is so, so serious and so, so heavy, but it's really nice to get a bit of crack. It's really nice to not do, like, it's, it's good to get a mixture of value, not preaching yeah. a bit of humor. And then also where you're not afraid to go into that heaviness that people will drop off because you're just superficial. Like there's a lot of people that I think are talking mindset and, it's like people who are like relationship coaches as I've been in relationships a year or two. Aye. You know, like it's like somebody that turns around, like I'm sick of seeing it on Instagram. Like everybody sees it. Here's three tips to build muscle. Well, where the fuck's your muscle? Why the fuck am I listening to you? Do you know, like, like it, it's hypocritical. It's, it's one of the things where you have to walk the walk relationship stuff, the mindset stuff. And the only way you learn is usually we're going through it. And as you said there, you, you only learn like the, the circle importance whenever you get a bad egg in your circle or you, know, you get that mindset that comes in or that negativity and that's where you can pick up beautiful things like but I think it's very tough to learn as much as you can learn off other people's mistakes a lot of the time you have to make some yourself so yeah. that is one of the things as well if you're being vulnerable with yourself and you've made mistakes in any area whether it's the the wrong job choice or the wrong fucking uni career or you've been fucking barely in a relationship or you've not been treating your family you just have to be open and honest with yourself don't beat yourself up a little bit just yeah. so that you take action but don't fucking go into a depressed mindset yeah. like there's a difference between feeling a little bit of, like it's like people who have a takeaway and they go that's only one takeaway fuck it and then that turns into like a nightly thing yeah. versus the people who go fuck I had a takeaway probably shouldn't have that and then they have they stay away from for like a week or two and then have another like that's perfect balance versus 
the person who has one and then beats themselves to a pulp about it. It's like that fine line of like a little bit of pain to change. And that's all you really need. And if you're vulnerable with yourself, you'll get that. a very yeah. different topic. If you want us to go a bit lighter, you can let us know. Yeah. If you're fighting these good, like I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. And that's the reason why we're yeah. hitting these again. If you're like, you know what? Very good podcast. Would you do this topic? Would you yeah. do that? Just tell us. I just tell you're us. Listen to us for an hour. We're here to go over whatever you want. So you'll not be named and shamed. Don't worry. And for the record, I am not going to be doing any actual MMA. Well, wait, speaking of MMA, we have to share it. We have a few share it. Oh, do I? I want a thing. I want, I was only going to say, all I want to build up to, the only reason I want to do it is I just want to be able to go a couple minutes with like, you know, good couple people be able to actually handle yourself. I want to eventually build up to that where you can do a couple of rounds. And yeah. for me, if I can do that, that, I don't need a fucking program. I just need to be able to confidently go, you know, if I got attacked by two men in the street randomly, that I wouldn't fucking just do yeah. panic. Yeah. I want, I want, me, I want MMA. Okay, I want MMA years ago. Like, so I know. And it's a, it's a very fulfilling, fulfilling thing. Once you get past the point that you realize most people in that gym are psychopaths <laughs> that are trying to get anger out and not a lot of people are there for the same reasons. But it's a, it is a great thing to do. I did it when I first moved to Belfast for, I'd say, 18 months. And you gave a shout out there as well, were you saying? So, Sean McCormick's fighting this Saturday in Manchester. No, it was Friday in Manchester, and so is Paul Hughes. Paul Hughes' big fight, title fight. Sean McCormick is fighting this Friday. Two listeners, Paul Hughes was on the show. Sean McCormick is the reason I know Tony. And also, Keel Lahorn from Kildress and County of Thrones fighting as well. So, shout out to them guys. And also, I think. Notorious Pizza could be opening this week. I'm not sure if it's not. It's not, but it could be for the sit-in. Big listeners of the show as well. We're going to do a live podcast from there, Tony, from the new pizza place. Are we actually? We are, all right. Yeah, there you go. We're chatting to, the, chatting to the boys. They're like, right, we can go and sample the pizzas and sample the cocktails. We'll get Paul to come down and film that. Aye, we'll get a lot down. I've bumped into him a few times now. He's back in the Hatfield. Um, but yeah, guys, just in closing, keep the, keep the real people close. And life will be a bit easier, I think. And cheers for 57 minutes. Right, we'll chat these next week, guys. Keep rating and reviewing. We'll see you soon. Look.